You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is David Spell with you again. This is episode 107, and today we're talking about saving Easter. And I want to remind you, first of all, that today's episode is brought to you by my book, Reflections on the Resurrection. Reflections on the Resurrection is devotional, educational, and apologetic. Um, I make a case for the resurrection. Um, I educate you on the resurrection. And I also um, really want to give you some things to meditate on this Easter season. So check out the book. Today's um, talk is actually a, a modified chapter from the book. I think you'll really enjoy it. Saving Easter. I want to read a passage of scripture. This is from the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 38 to 42. It says this, Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jews. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. You know, most historians will acknowledge that crucifixion has, has been regarded and is regarded as one of the most brutal means of execution ever invented. The Romans were masters at it. And they used crucifixion as one of the tools to keep the Roman Empire under control. You know, whenever there was some unrest in, in a part of the empire, whenever there was some treason or insurrection, the military would come in and brutally crush the rebellion. And then they would crucify any of those who survived to be arrested. And the sight of people being crucified publicly along the roadways suffering slow and agonizing deaths over the course of several days or um, you know, even over the course of one day was often enough to prevent another rebellion in that sector. And you know, the horror of crucifixion didn't even stop at the condemned person's death because the bodies would often be left on the crosses for several days as a reminder to what happened to those who rebelled against the Romans. And you can easily imagine in the Middle East what the, the hot sun would do to a, a, a decaying body. The animals that would come, the vultures and other animals, you know, that would come and pick away at the dead flesh. And after several days of decay and being exposed to the elements, 
the whatever was left of that corpse would be thrown onto the trash heap outside the city. Crucified criminals, and especially criminals who were crucified for the charge of treason, as Jesus were, as Jesus was, was not they weren't entitled to a, to a burial. And with that background, the the above pass the passage that we just read about Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus coming and taking the body of Jesus. Their role in the burial of Jesus becomes even more significant. Remember, the title of this this podcast is Saving Easter. Well, how did they save Easter? Well, part of it had to do with them being willing to approach the Roman governor, Pilate, and ask for Jesus' body. Jesus had been crucified for proclaiming himself as a king, uh, for treason, for, for inciting rebellion. And it took a courageous person to approach Pilate and ask for Jesus' body. Anyone who was associated with Jesus would be considered suspect as well. There was no reason to expect Pilate to release the body to them. No reason at all. Jesus had been executed for being a threat to the Roman Empire. Maybe Pilate's release of Jesus' body confirms the gospel accounts of Pilate's reluctance to have Jesus killed in the first place. You know, Pilate wasn't crazy about having Jesus put to death. He didn't see a crime there. He, he was always at odds with the religious leaders, and um, the fact that they wanted to have Jesus put to death um, made Pilate a little suspicious that maybe Jesus wasn't as guilty as they said he was. <clears throat> so maybe, maybe Pilate releasing him um, was his way, his gesture of doing something, some small thing to ease the grief of Jesus' followers. Maybe it was a small way to get back at the Jewish religious leaders. But no matter why, this event, the release of Jesus' body to Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus is a pivotal event in the resurrection story. You know, there have been some that said that Jesus didn't really die. There are some opponents of the resurrection who said that Jesus didn't really die. He just, you know, passed out from the, the shock and the pain of the crucifixion. And then he later revived in the cool of the tomb and was able to free himself. And, you know, that's a whole, a whole, whole other episode. Um, and I actually talk about it in some depth in the book, um, Reflections on the Resurrection. So make sure you check it out. But, you know, in taking Jesus' body down from the cross... Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus would have checked very carefully for any signs of life. Now, these were not part of the inner circle of Jesus' disciples, but they were obviously believers, and they were obviously men who cared about Jesus, and they wanted to give him a dignified burial. If somehow Jesus had survived the crucifixion, and somehow his, 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 his friends, Joseph and Nicodemus, had missed the, the signs of life as they took him down from the cross, then wrapping him in 75 pounds of burial spices would have sealed the deal. He would have, he would have asphyxiated in that setting. There's no way he could, have, he could have breathed in being wrapped up in the cloth and, and with the, um, the 75 pounds of, of spices that they used to prepare his body. So let's just assume Jesus was dead. That's what the Bible indicates the Romans were masters at killing people. Um, they were professionals. Not only was Jesus crucified, but there was also a spear thrust into his side, probably piercing his heart. Um, you know, let's, let's just take what the gospel said. Jesus was dead. 
Now, after preparing the body, Joseph and Nicodemus put, put Jesus in Joseph's own tomb, small cave, and then sealed it. A stone would have been rolled across the tomb. Now, this is another important fact because they put the body in a specific tomb and then closed the tomb as they would for any other person who had died. There would be no mix-up about where Jesus' body was placed. They knew exactly where they had put him. I mean, it wasn't like this was a random, a random grave. They knew exactly where they had put him, and they had carefully sealed the tomb by rolling a large stone across the, the entrance. Now, this simple act of ensuring that Jesus was really dead and then giving him a proper burial is one of the most important pieces of evidence for the resurrection. If Jesus' dead body had been disposed of on the city trash dump, there would have been a break in the chain of evidence. Now remember, I was a police officer for 30 years. You know, chain of evidence is very, very important to building any kind of credible case that's going to stand up in court. And if Jesus' body had just been thrown out in the trash dump somewhere by the Roman soldiers, there would have been a break in the chain of evidence. Of course, God is almighty. And, and could have still raised Jesus from the dead, even in the city trash dump. But it would not have had the same impact. With multiple witnesses observing Jesus' dead body removed from the cross and then buried in a specific tomb, everyone understood that Jesus was really dead. When the women came to the tomb on that Sunday morning, they came expecting to find the dead Jesus still in the tomb. Isn't that interesting? Jesus had predicted his resurrection. Jesus had told his followers, but there's no indication that any of his followers believed or understood what he was talking about. When, when, when these women came to the tomb on Sunday morning, they were expecting to find Jesus' dead body so they could finish the, the, the burial preparation. You know, the men had, had, had wrapped him in spices, but of course men aren't good at things like this, so the women kind of have to come behind. So, so the women came to the tomb expecting to find the dead body of Jesus. Joseph and Nicodemus had a very significant role in the Easter story, and we can be thankful that their care for Jesus' body led to one of the clearest arguments for the resurrection of Jesus. Now, just a, a, a little food for thought here. Joseph and Nicodemus were not open followers of Jesus, and yet they played a very significant role in the resurrection. You know, it's easy for us to downplay our role in God's story because we might say, well, I'm not a professional minister. I'm not a missionary. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm just an ordinary person with an ordinary job. You know, God has a plan and God has a role for each of us to play in his story. These two ordinary men who were um, followers of Jesus, but they were even scared followers. They weren't bold and, 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 and outspoken like Peter or some of the other apostles. These, these guys were, were, were secret disciples, if you will, and yet God used them to play a very, very important role in his plan. Well, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I'd love to know what you think about the Easter story and the role that, 
Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea played. Um, go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment. Let's dialogue. Um, what do you think about the resurrection of Jesus? Do you think it's possible that he could have survived the crucifixion and have woken up later on and then his disciples assumed he was raised from the dead? What do you think about that? davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment. Let's talk about it. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I publish three blog posts a week, and subscribers also get my monthly subscribers-only newsletter where I give you so many other great leadership tips. The one I just sent out was just packed with uh, some great leadership tips from uh, Pastor Phil Pringle, the, the founder and leader of C3 Church Global. Dynamic stuff. So um, make sure you sign up to get that. So uh, my friends, this is David Spell. I'm encouraging you to have a blessed Easter as we celebrate the, 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 the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And make sure you check out my book, Reflections on the Resurrection. Until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.